Welcome back to the Reality Served Real podcast. We're your hosts, Christina, Abby, and Michelle. And today we are going to talk to you about a few different things. The first thing we're going to talk to you about, I was in Kansas City last weekend. I got to see a bunch of all-stars and mingle with them, talk to them, interact with them. And it was honestly like the best time. So Abby and Michelle are going to talk to me and ask me a little bit about that. And then um, we're going to move on to episode one and episode two of the Challenge USA. Yes. So did you have a good time, Christina? Um, Yeah, I had the best time, honestly. It was so much fun. I was only in Kansas City for like 24 hours. Um, I live about a little over three hours away from Kansas City, so I wasn't um one of the people that was there on Friday night I know they had a lot of fun hanging out on Friday too but I wasn't there for that um I woke up early and drove up on uh Saturday morning and checked into my hotel and had a little over an hour to get ready before I met up with everybody to head over to the event so um then obviously yeah the next morning (laughs) well uh, yeah I mean I was like I knew that I wouldn't have a lot of time. So I was, I was ready ish, but like I hadn't done my makeup or anything. Um, I guess I, I had straightened my hair before I, I left to drive, but then I like just kind of touched it up a little bit when I got to the hotel. But um, yeah, it was, it was a really good time. The hotel that I stayed at and um, a lot of the other people who I'm friends with, um, you know, that went stayed at was, literally right next door to the venue like building building right next door so um we just walked there obviously and yeah it was it was a lot of fun for sure I definitely enjoyed myself um I think there were 12 cast members there and all um yeah including Wes of course so yeah it was it was a really good time I I, I mean, I feel like they're like, I feel like we could have like an entire podcast just on the weekend of Kansas City, but obviously we're not going to spend that much time talking about it. But yeah, it was just, it was awesome. It was, it was a super cool time for sure. I don't know. Well, beautiful. Well, thank you. Um, pictures in the video and yeah, I was just that was probably say, my favorite. <laughs> I was just going to say that video is definitely like one of the highlights of my trip for sure. So if, um, anybody listening hasn't seen it, um, I'm sure you have because I've posted it on like every single challenge Facebook group that there is, but if you haven't, uh, head to our Twitter because I, I had posted a video there that, um, Wes made for us and he is shouting out our podcast and every, and telling everybody to, um, listen to the reality served real podcast, um, I mean, he claims in the video that he's going to come on. So we'll see if that happens. That would be awesome. I definitely did slide in his DMs, but um, I haven't gotten a response yet. So I don't know. We'll see what happens with that. But yeah, I'll definitely keep um, tweeting him and, and, you know, trying to make him remember who um, we are. So hopefully someday we can have him on. That would be awesome. 
that would be amazing. Um, and that video was so cool. And then also thank you for, you went live on our Instagram page. So I got to see some of the panel. It was so cool. Um, the way they did it, it seemed like they rotated different groups of people in. So it was really interesting. I really enjoyed what you posted. So they had three different groups of four. Um, so Wes was part of every single group that was there. Um, but then I can't remember if it was in the first or the second panel, but they had Wes's wife step in. Um, originally Sylvia was scheduled to be at the event, but she was not at the event. Um, she had COVID, I guess we'll say. Um, that's, that's what, that's what Wes said. That's what, you know, I don't know. I mean, I, I when I, I won't, I guess like say cast members names because I don't want to throw anybody under the bus, but I definitely had a conversation with the cast member that was like, COVID is what you tell people when you don't want to do something. Yeah. Right. She doesn't have COVID. So <laughs> oh, I don't wow. know. Yeah. There was definitely some, um, some words being said for sure. So I don't know what the truth is, honestly, but um, what what people were told was that Sylvia couldn't be there because she had COVID. And I know she even posted that on her Instagram too, because um, the cast went to the Machine Gun Kelly concert the night before. Machine Gun Kelly was in Kansas City on Friday night. And so all the cast went to that together. And she had posted on her Instagram, I think like Monday or Tuesday of this week, um, her outfit, if she would have been able to go to Machine Gun Kelly, but COVID had other plans for her. So she put it out there that, you know, she had COVID, but, um, yeah, Sylvia was not there. I was disappointed. I really wanted to meet her. I was super excited for that, but, um, that's okay. I, I hope that, you know, she's okay. That's all that, that really matters. Um, I believe, I believe that she was actually sick. I mean, what would be the reason for her not to be there because she kind of got some bad backlash from fans? Is that kind of what that speculated reason would be? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. And also, I believe like she was sick. I, I, she doesn't seem like a scared type of person to me. Like, I believe she was sick. I think, I think that she was sick too. It was just, um, you know, my, my conversation, I know that a couple different cast members said something, but there was like one specific conversation that I had with someone that was, and I can tell you too, personally, you know, like off air who well, was, I was gonna yeah, say, we'll discussing this after we're off. <laughs> yeah. But there was one cast member that was for sure like, yeah, right. She does not have COVID. I'm like, okay. <laughs> but right. yeah, so I don't know. So um Wes's wife stepped in um and she was on the panel I don't know if she would have been on the panel anyways or not um I think that she kind of took Sylvia's place but it also made sense for her to be there and be talking because Wes um does his Patreon recaps with her and this wasn't just a challenge mania live it was also for put on by Wes for his Patreons so his Patreons are fans of her because um, they listen to her recap every single week, like our fans listen to us. So that's another reason why she was part of one of the panels. Um, but also I heard that she's a Kansas City influencer, like a really big influencer in Kansas City. 
And when they went to MGK the night before, there were more people that went up to her and recognized her and wanted pictures with her than with a lot of the cast members. So, wow. so there are a couple different reasons why um, Amanda was up there, but um, yeah, it was awesome. The last panel was all the finalists and um they they talked about just like the different um point systems and the way the final went they talked about being there the whole season um at one point cyrus and tina were on the same panel and um tina had cyrus make a video of like videoing Tina saying that like she will never apologize to Beth that she's not sorry and she's not gonna apologize for something that she's not sorry for and so that was uh I mean the crowd was just like roaring in support (laughs) of Tina in that moment and I don't know I mean it was just it was a really good show there was um a lot of things being said Casey Cooper was part of the I mean, she wasn't obviously on All-Stars 3, but she was on All-Stars 2. She had that really big standout moment when she sends Derek into elimination with Nehemiah. And um, so she was there. And I mean, it was just, it was a really awesome event. There were a lot of um, great things that happened for sure. I I really enjoyed myself. I enjoyed talking to the cast members. Um, I think we're going to have a couple cast members coming on our podcast. Spoiler alert, we already recorded one of them. I will, in this episode, keep it close to close to the heart so that, you, you know, we can keep you guessing, want you have a little bit of anticipation for everybody. Um, but yeah, we did record a, a podcast with our second guest yesterday, and that will be dropping on Monday. So keep your eyes out for that. And if anybody wants to, you know, like tweet us, um, and guess who our guest would be that'd be cool but yeah we're gonna keep you guessing for now on who that is yeah but i don't want to overhype it but uh what a great guest it was and it it was a really great conversation and i'm really excited for it to come out yeah i think yeah i think it was a really good conversation i'm super excited for it yeah it was fun so i had asked mitch like oh, we just got our second guest. Like, who do you think it is? And he just guessed everyone under the sun, but this person. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. And then he like throws out bananas. I'm like, who do you think we are? Like, (laughs) (gasps) That's funny. Yeah. Christina, before we move on, who was your favorite uh, person to meet? And just based on the inter, not because you liked them pre prior, but based on your interaction there. Okay, that's a hard question. Just because some of them I was meeting for the first time, and some of them I've met multiple times. So I'm gonna say a few people. Um, I'm gonna say Cyrus was awesome because this is the third time he- I've met him. It's the only person that I've met three times. So I really enjoyed getting to um, talk to Cyrus because I feel like it just like kind of um helped like 
solidify me in his brain and that like I'm a person who exists I guess and so it was just like really cool having that connection and conversation with him also um same thing with Nehemiah this is the second time that I met Nehemiah and um he like absolutely remembered me like literally as soon as I like got up to him um he was like I remember you we spoke to blood together and I'm like hey yes we did (laughs) in St. Louis so it was like a like a group of people but I mean there were you know less than 10 of us so it was cool that he remembered me that was awesome um and then uh Naya Naya was definitely the person that I felt um the biggest connection with upon like meeting for the first time um Naya I mean I was laughing with Naya I was talking with Naya about like so many different things she spent and I know it wasn't just me either she spent like so much so much time with like every single uh person that was there that it was just like super cool like how much attention and love that she really gave each and every single um person that was in the building I mean it was awesome So I would definitely say Naya for the person who I've never met before, just because she was just, it felt, it's okay. Like, I don't want to say this because of what she said, but like, it felt like we were friends. Um, You know, I know she, she can't consider Kayla a friend because they only knew each other for four weeks. I knew her for like two minutes, (laughs) but, but she like did a really good job of, of making it feel like we were friends. So I, I really enjoyed Naya. She was awesome. Love to hear that. Mm-hmm. Um, when you sh- when you were live with the panel, I could not believe um, how shy she was. Like she, she, when she first came on stage, she seemed like very uncomfortable and shy to talk in front of the she crowd. Was very nervous. Yeah. And then she kind of like eased into it and started talking. And I think she kind of like calmed down a bit, but I was really surprised to see her be a little bit nervous in that situation. Um, But she seemed like amazing. And then I also want to say too, um, a very, just right up there with Naya, like a very close second, if not tied for first was Tina. I mean, Tina was just great. I loved meeting Tina. Um, it was funny because when she first saw me, she goes, I know you, how do I know you? I'm like, you did my podcast. <laughs> She's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> she was like, I knew I knew you from somewhere. And so, um, it was really cool. And I was like, I'm the one that's from Nebraska. And she's like, oh yeah, I totally like, this is awesome. I, I like, I'm super glad that you're able to be here and like meet me. And what, I mean, it was just, it was awesome. It was super great to meet Tina. I mean, there's just um okay so I'm gonna I'm gonna spill some tea here from my time with Mark Long okay okay we're gonna talk about challenge all-stars four okay so he said a few different things he said that as we all know it hasn't been renewed yet he said that Paramount and all the production really pay attention to the hashtags he said stop using challenge all-stars three even when you're talking about challenge all-stars three and start using the hashtag challenge all-stars four in preparation for saying like we want it 
coming. He said, tag Paramount Plus in all of your posts and use hashtag Challenge All Stars 4. So those were um, big things. He also said that as an executive producer of the show, he still is an executive producer and that um, he thinks that he would be told that it was canceled out of respect and like his job as executive producer before he would be told that it was renewed. So in his eyes, he thinks that there's a good chance of renewal. They just might be waiting for like, we're, you know, they're like literally filming all these like global shows right now. So um, it just might be something that like we saw um, with the flagship show, how season 37 ended um, in the fall and we're just now filming um, season 38 of the flagship show. And we had like a little bit of a break there. He thinks something might similar might be happening with all stars. Um, There's absolutely no confirmation of this. There's no guarantee that it is renewed, but um, fill out the paramount surveys that came in your email it takes a while. They're super long. It takes about 20 minutes. Um, but fill those out and use the hashtags. Those are um, big things that big things that he was he was telling everybody. And then when I had um, I I talked to him about all this stuff, of course. But then you know when it was my time to, I think he told like a lot of people those things. Um, but yeah. when I when I talked to him, I very specifically asked him if he still had um, rights to the show. And he said that he absolutely has rights to the show. And if Paramount decides to cancel, that he will shop it elsewhere. Oh, okay. That's good. To know. That's cool. I saw people on Twitter talking about the survey. And to me, that was a good sign. Mm-hmm. That means they're doing research. They're investing time and money into doing research on it. So that's a great sign. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think you're right that they're probably so focused on this global show right now. It sounds like that's really ramping up for the other countries. Mm-hmm. So it might be a little bit of time, but I do, I do think it will come back and I hope it comes back. Yeah. So that's the, that's the tea I have about season four of all stars. Um, make sure we're using those hashtags and everything that we're talking about all star related. So yeah. Is there anything else that you guys want to know about? Mm. No, I think unless there's anything else you want to share. I mean, not like specifically, I think like my, my, my biggest thing that I wanted to share just because we started this podcast covering all stars and we've talked so much about all stars is I really wanted to get in that, um, little nugget of information from Mark that I, um, he shared with me. So was John A's husband there? Yes. John A's husband was there. I saw them, um, together the majority of the time I saw them kiss um they are very very much so um appear at least to be together and working on things or just together and not working on you know what I mean I mean I guess like you're always working on things right at least you should be 
but um <laughs> yeah no they they seem together to me i i do have one more question and you might not know the answer to this who all stayed at Wes's house? Did all the cast stay at Wes's house? It seemed like there was a lot of people at his house. Yeah, so um, I think that there was like a, a post party that was there um, at his house. But it was interesting because um, when we walked out of the, ven of the venue, okay, so there's like our hotel and right in front of our hotel is this like, what looks like a crappy hotel but it's, it's just because it's being renovated or whatever and so we're walking back and um we see like Darrell and Naya and Ronnie and um like all these people walking into the other hotel and I was like oh my god we should have stayed there like dang it you know and um they're somebody I can't remember who said that, that that they had just heard them talking and they were all getting their stuff and staying at Wes's house so like I don't really know if everybody stayed at Wes's house or if there was just like a party there or if like I think it might have been Mary that said that I can't remember who said who who was the one that said that but um yeah somebody had overheard them saying that they were all going to Wes's house so I don't know. Oh, okay. That's all. That's all I know about that. Interesting. Okay, cool. Well, yeah. thank you for uh, filling us in on everything that happened. And like I said, I loved watching when you went live. So everyone should follow on Instagram because Christina posted some great live videos. Oh, thanks. I was, yeah, it was a lot of fun. And I was kind of hoping to go live a little more, like when I was in the lines and stuff, but there's just so much going on. It was kind of hard to do that. So I didn't, but, um, I mean, if there's ever any events or anything that I'm at or you two are at in the future and you want to go live, then I mean, we can definitely make that happen. So. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Well, do we want to start with the challenge USA? I know now that we're done with all stars. Yes. Let's go on to the Challenge USA. Okay, so I'm just going to preface this to everybody. Last week was crazy with the um, finale of All-Stars happening, so many different premieres happening. Um, so, like, the whole Kansas City thing as a whole. Just, like, being completely honest with our audience here, like, we are behind. So today we're going to recap Episode 1 and Episode 2 of um the challenge usa and then we're gonna do another podcast um probably early on next week that's like catching up on some of the other shows um that we're watching that we're going to be talking about so then hopefully late next week we can be back to a normal schedule um that would be awesome but we'll we'll see what exactly happens here but um yeah, we're a little bit behind, but we are catching up and we will catch up soon. So with that being said, we're going to be doing our recaps a little bit differently than we've done in the past. Instead of a recap where we like literally basically talk about everything that happened in the episode. So it's like, I mean, it's like, I don't know. I feel like before it was like for someone who hadn't watched the episode and this, I feel like 
we're going to do it a little bit differently. So let us know what you like, what you don't like. Um, if you think we're doing good, if you think that it's worse, like what, whatever you guys think, let us know. Um, cause you're our listeners and like, we are, we're, we're here for us and our enjoyment, but like, we're very much so here for you. So let us know what to talk about, because honestly, I think that we all just like talking about it. So this is going to be a little bit different. It's going to be a little bit more of an analysis. We're going to talk about things that we like, things that we didn't like, um, give an MVP and LVP and yeah, we'll just kind of go from there. So, um, the format of this season is there is a half a million dollars up for grabs and everybody starts, everybody has a personal bank account, right? They have a thousand dollars in the person personal bank account. And in order for them to make it to the final, they must have at least $5,000 in their personal bank account. Um, so how do you guys feel about the bank account thing? they can earn the money through uh the winning the daily challenge or winning the elimination correct those are the two ways we know so far yeah yes Uh and they can take the money from or they get the money if they defeat someone in an elimination oh yeah they get the other person's money right Mm -hmm. okay oh i didn't realize that okay that so that sense. can add up quickly if they go into an elimination and, you and know. Someone who has a lot of money. A few weeks that down the road. More sense than what I was thinking. So I thought that, like, you get 5K for when you win a challenge and that you got $1,000 for when you won an elimination. But the only reason that I thought that is because the only people that have gone into elimination only had $1,000 in their bank account. Yes. Yep. Okay. okay. That's cool. Um, so yeah, I think it's cool that they can earn money. I know that there have been, um, previous challenge seasons that had stuff similar to that. I just hope that it means something in the end. Um, I kind of didn't like it, how they did it on Vendetta's where it all added up at the end to go to the winner, but it's like, if everybody's eliminated, then wouldn't it all add up to go to the winner anyway? I don't know. I just thought it was really weird. I didn't... I didn't really like that format um, on Vendetta's just because of the way that they, the bank accounts ended up in the end of the season. But uh, if they do it right, then I think it's, I think it's cool. That's what I'm confused about how it's going to end. Like I, that's what is the winner going to get? Is the winner going to get the $500,000 or are they going to get whatever's in their bank account as part of the 5,000? 500,000. That's where I was a little confused. I don't know. Yeah. And we don't know how the 500,000 is going to be split. Is there one winner to second and third get money? Like, we don't know how it's going to be split either. So I hate when it's not clear like that up front, but whatever. Yeah. We'll, we'll find out. And is it a team winning in the end or is it individual? I'm so, I, I'm just, I don't know. I don't know that we don't know yet. Um, so what we do know about the format based on the first episode is about the bank accounts. Um, we are told in the very, very beginning, um, at the beginning of the episode, we're led to believe that the contestants, um, can pick their partner for the daily challenge. Um, we find out later that's not necessarily true, but in the beginning, that's what we're led to believe. We find out that the winners of the daily challenge get to 
um, pick the other pair that goes into elimination. We find out that last place goes into elimination. We, uh, well, I like literally wrote that you win the opponent's bank account. I'm an idiot. Um, and then at the very <laughs> end, we find out um, about the algorithm and that each person um, can never have the same partner twice until that's no longer possible. And then you can no longer have the same partner twice in a row. What do you guys think about the algorithm? I think I y'all don't like it. Wait, okay. Abby. Go ahead, Abby. Um, I, I like it. I like the switching up of partners. Cause it puts everyone like in a different place every time they, a couple wins an elimination because they've made it very clear that it's BB survivor, mm -hmm. I mean, you know, yeah. love Island and amazing. It, it, it's very clear of the alliances. So, mm -hmm. so far, I don't know. I think so far. Exactly. Um, I, I, so I think it's interesting because you just randomly get paired up as we see, um, which we'll get to that in the second episode. Cause I thought three of the pairings were hilarious, but, um, you think it's okay. I think that the reason why you think it's random is the reason why I don't think it's random. Like literally I wrote, I think it's stupid. I get not having to have the same partner every time, but just let them do it. This makes it feel so much more produced to get the results that they, they desire. <laughs> See, I think it's the total opposite. <laughs> okay. We'll get, we'll get there once we, once we find out a little more about the algorithm. Okay. 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 <laughs> but our thoughts are completely opposite on this. <laughs> Michelle, what do you think? <laughs> I just don't get while they're, why they're calling it, oh, it's an algorithm, blah, blah, blah. And then later on, we see like Angela at one point called it the randomizer, like, is it random or is there a formula that they're using? Like, what the fuck? I'm so confused. Well, it can't be completely random if, if I mean, I mean, I guess it can kind of like, okay, so I, this kind of makes me think back to like, are you the one, right? Everybody has their perfect match and they're trying to find their perfect match. And there's this one website that I would follow every single season um, because you know me, I love my spoilers. And it was called, are you the one match? And you can go back to that website and it has every single season and it does the math every single episode. And it tells you each person um, and it has like a spreadsheet, like guys, girls, and it tells you like each person, what percentage likely they were to be a perfect match until there was no longer any matches like left. And that person mathematically had to be their perfect match. And so that this kind of reminds me of that in the way of um the fact that you can't have the same partner twice but at the beginning of the season I can see maybe down the road a little bit when it's like okay well we only have this person left but at the very beginning of the season I don't think it's too big of a coincidence that some of these people were paired up because you want those people to be paired early because what happens if they get eliminated then we never get to see these two people together I don't know those are my thoughts. I think I that just went really deep for me. <laughs> uh, 
And I think, I mean, we're on episode one right now, but I think for episode two, some of the pairings, they made it really easy for certain teams to be targeted. Mm -hmm. Like by making a team Love Island, Love Island, Amazing Race, Amazing Race. I'm like, "Mm, I don't know how random this is. And then anyway, I think I, I wish... And I either wish they called it, like I liked it, Angela called it the randomizer. That's better than trying to tell us there's some secret algorithm going on. Um, but then I also don't think it's ever going to be really random. I think the producers are deciding who they want together. So it's like, wait, it's like, wait, who it, do we want together that hasn't been partnered with each other yet? Well, yeah, because if it was random, then people could be partnered up twice. But that's the whole point well, is no, for them like, not. Right. right. But like, but yeah, but like I was saying with like when I was trying to compare it to the are you the one math thing is it takes those like perfect matches out of the equation or like in this case, the people who have already been partnered. Gotcha. OK. So <laughs> now that we have talked a little bit about the format, we clearly have some thoughts on the format. Um, we're going to get into the daily challenge um, and just a little bit. A little bit about that. Um, Abby, do you want to just talk very briefly about the daily? Um, Like I said, you know, we're not going to do a full recap, but we will talk a little bit about what happened during that, during the challenge for everybody. Okay. Well, basically they have to go up, I think like 22 stories. Um, And do they have to do that initially or do they start by propelling down? They just start by propelling down, correct? Propelling down, yeah. Yeah, so they don't have to do the running per- portion. Um, they just have to propel down and at, at different spots, there's a math equation. And then the math equation just carries on to the next math equation, which if I was up that high and trying to remember these numbers and I don't know, it would probably just all get mixed up in my head. So I was really impressed with how everyone did on this. Um, when they landed, they had to put in the correct answer and um everyone got it correct except kylan and aza and bless their hearts they had a run up this time they had a run up if you got it wrong oh i'm getting an amber alert sorry y'all um they had to run up the 22 stories and redo it again and then there was another team that didn't get it correctly the first time. Do y'all remember who that was? It was Kayla and um, David. Yeah, Kayla and David. Okay, they were like, I remember, job. we do not want to run up these 22 flights. So they get, they did a second guess and it was correct. Um, and so basically everyone else completed it except for Aza and Kyland. Um, Angela and Tyson won. The top three were Angela and Tyson, obviously. Um, Desi and Cinco and Danny. And how do you pronounce Sean? Shan. Shan. Okay. Which. Oh, that's so was funny. Interesting. You haven't seen that season. No, I've not seen that season. But I thought it was interesting that they even paired up. Because apparently they did not get along on the on their season just because they knew each other i think it's the same reason why keshel and chiropractor were 
partners. I thought it was weird that two exes would choose to be together, but I think it's just because like there's yeah, some like, kind of they knew yeah, yeah like they know like the underlying other, comfort, right? Yes, exactly. Like yes, like they know they have other Love Island people there. Yes, they have other survivor people there, but those are the people from their season. That makes sense. So so it was them top three. It was they were top three, um, the top three teams, and then Tyson and Angela won. Oh my God. Tyson is amazing for this show. Um, yeah, but we'll talk about that in, in the next segment. So that was basically it, except for poor Aza was you know, like died. Oh my god. Um, yeah, that looks brutal. <laughs> Abby, I was thinking of you. I'm like, and Abby picked her, and this girl is starting <laughs> on the first show. <laughs> okay, but like, also at the same time, I haven't, I haven't like looked specifically at Oz's points. I can look that up, but I mean, did she cry? Did she puke? Because that's points. I mean, at least she's getting no, her points for her. And I can't talk shit because I'm in last place. So, <laughs> <laughs> okay, you're in. Maybe last not place. after episode two. I'm going to look at this real quick um, here, but you're in, in last place. No, episode two actually just updated like literally like 20 minutes before we started yeah. recording. So I have those stats here too, but I don't know if you noticed this Michelle or not, but yeah, you might be in last place in our league, but in Paul's league, you're in second. And that's, why, that's like more impressive. Cause there's like, uh, probably like 70 people in that league so nice good job points yeah yeah so you might not be doing well in this league but you are beating me in the other league so (laughs) so there is that there is that um okay so really fast Michelle do you want to talk a little bit about the elimination and then we'll go on to we're going to talk about um our top three three moments that we liked and our top three moments that we disliked but first let's just get through the challenge and the elimination and then we'll move on to the things that we like and don't like because I think some of the things that we like and don't like have to do with the elimination right yeah absolutely um so the elimination was not so fast which I was so excited about this is actually it might be my favorite elimination (laughs) it's my favorite elimination Yes, and uh, I was looking, um, Alan Aguirre, how do you say the Aguirre wrote a whole yeah. like top 10 best design eliminations ever, and this was number one on his list too. So uh-huh. I think it was perfect that they picked this to be the first elimination of the season, especially like if people are not familiar with the challenge, like if they had used some of these shoddy eliminations that they used on All Stars 3, I think viewers would have been like, okay, this show's stupid. But they they did a good elimination to kick it off. So that was really exciting. Um, so obviously since um, Kylan and Azza came in last on the daily, they were going into elimination. And then Tyson and Angela had to pick another team to go in. Um Everyone kind of seemed like they were targeting Shannon from Love Island because I guess she kind of came in with an attitude that like this wasn't for her and she was going to quit and she doesn't like it and blah, blah, blah. But originally uh, an alternate that got moved to main cast. So she was like trying to be on a 10 day vacation. There you go. That that explains some of it. Um, 
so Shannon's partner, she luckily, lucky for her, I would say, because I don't know if she was partnered with anyone else that she would have been able to get out of this. But James was very, very strategic. Doesn't surprise me because he seems like he's a huge fan of reality television and he knew what buttons to press with everyone and kind of got the tides to turn. And it ended up being that Sully and Giovanni were the two chosen to go in um, by Angela and Tyson. So the elimination um, is like, we know is not so fast. Um, whoever is going to win is going to get the other team's bank account. Um, we see them trying to make the knots. I thought Kylan was doing a really good job of like leading that team. So Sunday. I'm going to just yeah. here just a little bit. I listened yeah. to Aza on the official challenge pod podcast. And I listened to yeah. Highland on um, the challenge mania podcast. And um, Aza said that for her, it was a very, very last minute decision for her to go on the show. She decided that she was going like a couple weeks before. And so she really didn't train at all. She wasn't prepared physically um, to, to compete. Whereas um, Kyland trained for five months and wow. not only did he physically train for the show, he trained by watching the last 10 seasons of the challenge and um, watching the winners and what they did the whole season. And he watched um, the eliminations. And so some of the things that um, and the patterns that he did in not so fast he picked up from previous challenges and what other challengers did to win those eliminations. Oh, very cool. And you could tell he kind of took charge and seemed like he knew what he was doing. I was very impressed by him. Like on Big Brother, I was so back and forth with him. Like there was times when I loved him and there was times I'm like, oh, I can't take another minute of this man speaking. So I think he really shined on this episode. And I, I think he did great. Um, another thing that Kyla oh. talked about um, on the Challenge Mania podcast is that he didn't know this before Big Brother, but after being on Big Brother, um, he got DMs from a lot of um, parents and psychologists and stuff like that, telling him that um, he should go get checked out um, for autism. And he has been diagnosed on the spectrum. And so he thinks that some of the, that it actually played a benefit to his game because when some people were getting so um, emotional about different decisions, he was able to um, kind of cut that off and refocus and only focus on the game. Oh, interesting. Mm -hmm. So he didn't, because on Big Brother, he mentioned like, I don't, I don't know exactly how he put it. I don't want to misspeak. So let me not forget it. But he did mention like he processes things differently and he communicates differently. That's the way I remember him saying it on Big Brother. I thought he said that he was on the spectrum in Big Brother. I don't know. I mean, I could be I wrong. Listen, but I listened to his Challenge Mania podcast like with like maybe yesterday. It was pretty recently. And um, I don't know. But what he said on the podcast was that live feeders of, P of pa like parents who have kids with autism. And um, he said, I think you, I want to say it was like maybe his cousin or maybe even his sister said that after watching you on live feeds, I'm like, 
noticing all these things about you that I didn't notice before because I was too close to the situation. I was right next to you. I, you were in my life every single day, but now that I'm watching you from afar, I'm noticing these things or something like that. And I guess his sister was like a psychologist or something or his cousin. I can't remember the specific relation, but yeah, there's something about him um, being on the spectrum and he was very, very open about it and willing to talk about it. So, you know, I don't, I don't feel like we're doing anything wrong by talking about it now. Cause it's something, you know, that he's comfortable with having out there. Um, but I think it's also like important when you're watching to um, kind of remember that he's overcoming this obstacle that so many people also deal with and it's just like such an inspiration to people who are like it yeah absolutely um yeah so I thought it was a great elimination Kylan and Azza win Sully and Giovanni end up losing um does Sully have a face tattoo who Sully I don't know I don't think I I don't, I've never noticed it. I don't know why. I thought she had like a tattoo right here. I don't that <laughs> Anyway, not important, but that's during the elimination. That's what I kept looking at. I'm like, does she have a face tattoo? I don't know if it's a birthmark or a face tattoo. Anyway. That's funny. Um, no. Anyway, it seemed like Sully and Giovanni kind of like were just out of their league a little bit. So I'm fine with them going as the first boot, kind of like a perfect first boot, in my opinion. I I agree. I don't think Sally knew what she was getting into when it came to the challenge. I think, you know, she came. Okay, so I also read <laughs> an interview that Sally did, and um, I can't remember what the source was, maybe Us Weekly or something like that. But I read us uh, an interview and had Sully stayed around longer. The first night at the club, she was trying to have a showmance with Enzo. No, thank God she's gone. <laughs> I'm dead. Why did you pick Enzo? <laughs> we did not need to see that. Um, thank God we did not need to see that on television. So that, that was a blessing. Oh, my God. But poor Enzo. He's probably like, I'm getting with this like 20-year-old Love Island girl. Yeah, and Enzo was probably pissed, huh? <laughs> he was. Oh, my God. But I think in the interview, she said, like, I, I wanted to kiss Enzo at the club or I tried to kiss Enzo at the club or something like that, and that he, um, he like, didn't know what to do. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> yeah. Like, what do I do with this hot girl? Throwing herself at me. Right. This, like, super young, half my age oh my god too funny okay anyways so we are going to get into each of our um top three moments of the episode so i'm just gonna go through and i'm gonna say um all of my top three episode or top three moments and if you guys want to interject or say anything about them um then you can but then we'll just um move on to the next one if not and so i'm just gonna start here with my top three moments were Alyssa and Derek um, talking about going against the cookout. Um, Tyson and Angela saying they are right and die until the very end. 
and I am loving them as a duo. Um, and then my third is James talking about getting out of going into elimination after he uh, sees the writing on the wall that they're going into elimination. Um, I, I just, I freaking love James. I think he's awesome. And he says what he's going to do. He politics and he works his freaking ass off to get it done and doesn't go into elimination. So those were my, um, top three moments. I, I love James. What he was a star to me in this episode. So I, I totally agree. 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 Couldn't agree more. Um, my moments, I kind of, I, I, there's like a few things people said that made me laugh so hard. So those were some of my moments. So okay. my first one is when Tyson said, I never felt closer to God than getting handed <laughs> a large check from a million dollar corporation for lying and cheating on national television. Tyson was just so funny. And I know, I knew he was going to be really good on the show, but he was like even better than I thought he would be, to be honest. Um, and then Cashel had me cracking up because Oh my God. He said, I have not talked to Kira since we broke up. We were driving from Tahoe down to Lake Arrowhead. It was an eight hour drive. We broke up about hour four and we really haven't spoken since. I don't know why that cracked me up. It was the way he said it. Um, he seems like the kind of person who's kind of like unintentionally funny. Uh-huh. So I was kind of, kind of been enjoying his confessionals and the little things that he says. Um, and then Shannon, the whole episode had me dying um, when she was saying how sore and in pain she was. And I'm like, well, that, nothing's even happened yet. And that's what Giovanni goes, well, why are you so short? She's like, I tried to do some push-ups. It was just so <laughs> funny. So I, I think she's it. awesome. I didn't really know, like, I didn't really watch the, that season of Love Island that closely. So I didn't know her well, but you know, Christina, I'm on your side with her now. I think she's super funny. Yeah, she's um, so those were my top three. Um, Abby, what were your top three? Um, okay, so pretty much everything Tyson said. Okay. He, he cracks me up. I think he says something like at the beginning, like, oh, I now we know what this this show's been missing all this time. He's like, me. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and of course, the thing Michelle just said, um, he, he's just... God, he has such a dry sense of humor, but he nails it every time he says something. Um, and then Kylan and Aza winning the elimination. I was, this has already been said, but I was really proud of, of Kylan for training so hard to get prepared for that, for this. That's impressive. A lot of people get asked on and they're just like, oh, I can just wing it. And mm -hmm. so it, it's nice to see someone like taking it seriously mm -hmm. and working and working hard. Um, James and Shannon, who I didn't know either of them, I was really impressed with all the strategic work they did because it even, you know, it showed Shannon talking to people mm -hmm. too. Like, so she, it wasn't just James, like she, she played a part in it too. Um, and then just from all our seasons of watching the challenge, cracked me up when Tiffany said like, something about TJ was laughing about it, something. And she's like, nothing TJ thinks is funny. Is actually not funny. <laughs> and I love, <laughs> I love her. Yeah, she's commentary gold for sure. Commentary, entertainment to the max. So those were some of my funnest moments. 
Okay, so moving on to worst moments. Um, I guess I only had two worst moments and those moments were um shannon not wanting to be there and almost getting voted into elimination um and tiffany smirking and saying that her and kylan have a very special bond because you know me and the speculation that i see and did you see that birthday post that she posted for him the other day like yesterday or the day before or whatever when i it was yes. really like happy birthday Kylan and it's like a picture of him kissing her forehead why is that your birthday picture I, I mean I'm just okay okay Tiffany I see you I don't really understand you right now so but I thought that was funny she like literally like smirks and says like Kylan and I have a very special bond oh yeah what kind of a special bond do you have with him there Tiffany so I don't know I mean it was a good moment address it because then they kind of make her seem like she's had something in the next episode not to get too that she has something to go on with Cinco well and, and they don't really like address. yeah but they don't really address Kyla I don't know I was so confused I'm like I thought we were gonna see like romance blossoming between I, Tiffany and Island mm-hmm. I thought so too put that down in my notes I wrote I was like I'm so freaking confused <laughs> but that's in the second episode so we'll get there but yeah, yeah. So weird. I mean, it's not like that was a bad moment because obviously I love the drama and that's something that everybody's going to hear me talking about with my worst favorite moments because a lot of them, it's like literally like I I loved to hate this moment more like um, because just because it was like, okay, Tiffany, your special bond, huh? Gross. So (laughs) I don't know. Those are, I liked the whole episode. So that's what I could pick out. Exactly. And that's why I had a hard time picking out three moments, too, because I thought this episode was so much better than any episode we've seen on MTV's challenge. Even it was better than All Stars for me, I have to say. So I had a hard time picking anything, picking everything out. Um, The one thing I don't like is the house. I hate the bunk beds. I hate that it feels like the bunker. Just meh. I don't know. I don't like the house. I think these people, like there's people in their freaking 40s and you have them going on bunk beds. I don't know. It's like they could have done something nicer with the house. That's the one thing I don't love. Um, and then I also put down what Christina mentioned earlier about Sully and Enzo, which wasn't even on the episode, but I also just read about it and just the mere thought like tainted the episode for me. Um, and then I don't like that nobody seems to trust Shan because I still like Shan from Survivor. And even Danny said his wife told him, do not trust Shan. So I don't know. I'm worried about her. So those, those were the, my bottom three or worst three moments of the episode. I kind of agree with you about Shan for, for sure. Um, I really like Shan too. Um, I guess I should say I really like Shan on Survivor. Um, not so much the next episode, so I guess we'll get into that, but I do agree with you at this point. I, I, um, I'm not liking all the, sh- the Shan hate. Abby, what were your least three worst moments for you? Um, so Justine crying when Sally leaves. Um, I just love Justine so much. And so, okay. I don't know. And I love, I love Sally. I know y'all didn't really care about her, her going, but um, I mean, I didn't want, I'd rather Kylan and Ozzy stay. So it was just like, 
right now, like I, I didn't want either team to, to leave. Like I want a team or someone I didn't like to be down there. Um, Sarah, Ben, um, but oh, well. Um, and then one of my worst moments, which is one of Christina's best is, uh, <laughs> here we Alyssa go again. Wanting, yeah. Here we go again. Um, Alyssa wanting revenge on the cookout or Alyssa. And I think GX even said something. And then, um, okay. I will say that like the word revenge, I don't necessarily like that, but I yeah. do see how like Alyssa and Xavier, for example, like they were best friends in the house, like best friends. And so I understand where Alyssa is coming from and feeling like that wasn't her friend for 65 days. Like she thought that he was. I can totally understand where she's coming from. I, I just and in selfishly a game, don't like it. <laughs> yeah, no, I can. I can absolutely. I see where you're coming from, but mm-hmm. I just. For me, I just like really think about the game. And if I I was in her position, like, yeah, I would want to, I would want a half a million dollars taken from him too, because he just, I would feel like he just did that to me. And I understand the cookout and the point of the cookout and the mission of the cookout and all of that. I absolutely support it. But being in Alyssa's shoes, I can see how she feels betrayed because that was her best friend. Yeah, but they've been cool since. So it's like, so to be that's like, what I like, that's what I mean. I don't like that. Like, why yeah, are you acting so cool in real life? But now I want revenge. Like, okay, be uh, maybe be aware and be like, I know I can't fully trust him in this game and stuff, but to like, I don't know. But there's a difference between going back out into real life and, and mending those relationships and being cool with somebody and like trying to be friends with them again on a personal level and then get be, being thrown back into a different game, another game where there's a half a million dollars on the line again. Yeah, so don't trust them. I get that. But um, yeah, we'll just agree to disagree on this. <laughs> okay. But I, I like it. Like, I'm glad that we can like, bounce that around yeah know? absolutely because, because I know we'll be talking about it more in just a couple of minutes <laughs> yeah um, and then um so like my worst and best moment like I don't know they're all contradictions but I feel like but um that's okay but let's realizing realizing this episode this one episode was better than the past three plus seasons of the flagship show. So it's awesome that we have a, a started off with a bang, like on this, this season. Um, at least for me, I loved it. This episode. Um, but then just depressing to think about how it's bad. Like because we don't have the vacation shows. Alliance. Huh? It's like literally because we don't have the vacation alliance. Like, yeah, there's like yes. the Big Brother alliance and there's the Survivor alliance. But even in episode two, we're starting to see, you know, some of those lines being crossed and some of the Love Island people not being all Love Island. And we're going to start seeing that more and more as the season progresses. <laughs> and that is the difference between that I'm seeing so far between the Challenge USA and the flagship show. Because on the flagship show, that vacation alliance is the vacation alliance and they're not going anywhere. They're not going, they're not turning their backs on each other, which is awesome for them because honestly, it, it helps them get to the end. But as viewers, that's what makes it not fun to watch. 
Exactly. MTV has let all the spinoffs totally overtake their show. Like, I think everyone likes All Stars better. I think everyone likes this show. After two episodes, people are saying how much better it is. And it's like they spent all this time the last three or four years, like casting people from other countries, from shows that no one's ever heard of. Like, and then they don't even bring them back. And it's like, we got to learn 20 new people every season. And then and on top of it, we got to deal with Tori and Fessy and Nani every single, it's just like, they totally ran the show into the ground. And I don't think I even realized how bad it is until I saw episodes of this show. and was like, wow, this is why I actually enjoyed watching the challenge. Right. I totally agree. This was a really great episode. So that bring, brings me into um, the three people that I liked most on this um, based on not, I mean, I knew who most of these people were before. So just solely based on episode one, the people that I liked most um, are Shannon, James, and Alyssa. And based on, um, just solely episode one, um, I couldn't choose three. Honestly, there are really only two that I'm going to say that I didn't, I didn't really care for this episode. And that was, um, Sally and Giovanni. Um, there isn't really anything that I particularly didn't like about them. However, um, with Giovanni, like he was leaving that episode and he still didn't get very much screen time. So I just feel like I don't know him. And, um, Selly, I, I liked Selly on Love Island, but I just don't think this was a show for her. So my three people that I love, Shannon, James, and Melissa, and my, um, bottom people that I didn't like were Giovanni and Selly. Uh, so for this episode, my top three were Tyson he just was elite in this episode to me as far as commentary, performance, strategy, everything. So number one, Tyson. James, I was really impressed by the way he kind of worked the politics of the situation. And Shannon, I just was really endeared to her personality. I thought she was like really self-deprecating and funny. And I really enjoyed her on this episode. And then three, there's no one I don't, the thing is there's no one I d- don't, like from based on this episode okay like Betty, like let's as abby would know ben and sarah weren't really in this episode so it'd be hard for me to say that i disliked them based on this episode um so i i just put like aza kind of like died in the daily <laughs> and then i don't know i didn't see her doing too much to help kyland in the elimination so she was kind of mad to me in this episode and then so, same thing Sally and giovanni they were easy first food I'm not really going to miss them. I actually just looked up Sully's face tattoo. She does have a face tattoo of a hummingbird. So <laughs> that was distracting me the whole episode, trying to figure out if it was a tattoo or a birthmark. So it is a tattoo. Does um, she have that on Love Island? How have never noticed that? Well, I had never saw it on Love Island. It, I think it was read. It said what the Reddit page says, like it was the post from like 126 days ago. I don't, I don't know when she got it though. That's hilarious. I'm going to have to look at her Instagram and look at that. Um, Abby, who are your favorite people? Okay, well, this episode, Tyson and James clearly stole the episode, I thought. Um, maybe with Kylan, a close close second or something. Um, okay. And <laughs> um, the only girl that stood out to me was... Angela and that pisses me off because I don't want to like Angela 
right? <laughs> but I really liked her this episode. I kind of like the whole ice bitch thing she has going. And we're on the challenge with my brother. I'm telling you, they're just two different shows. So yeah, I, I enjoyed her this episode. Um, and no one, honestly, no one stood out to me that I didn't like, like anyone who was really re- like highlighted in this episode. I, I enjoyed I don't know Giovanni from Adam, so whatever. He can go. So I guess maybe him. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So now we're going to talk about the MVP and the LVP. And I have something that I'm going to throw in here for you guys that I haven't talked to you about yet. And it's just a little idea that I had to make things a little um, more personal for our fantasy league. Now, I think I'm capable of being partial to the episodes just because, like, I just love reality TV so much. But do you two think that you could be partial enough to not base your MVP and LVP on based on your team, knowing that if we were to add custom points for who we wanted as MVP and LVP? Because I can add custom points in every single week for the people that we say on this podcast for MVP and LVP of the episode. We can gain points for MVP and lose points for LVP. Um, well, have to do that, but if, if, if we think that we can be impartial to the people on our team and really do it based on what we think was the MVP and the LVP of the episode, I think that that would add, you know, a little bit of, a little bit of more personal fun to the, to our fantasy that we're having. What do you guys have two viewpoints on this? Okay. So one I can be impartial when it comes to giving points because I don't remember who the hell I drafted. (laughs) I know a couple, but other than that, yes. Now, emotion wise, when I'm just listing the MVP and LVP, I don't know. We all know I'm emotion based. Yeah. So I don't, I, you know, I lead with emotion. So I don't, I don't know if I can, do it in that sense but as far as what you're talking about Christina I think I can be impartial just because I don't really know well, I think that the fact that you pick emotionally is a good thing because I mean then we won't necessarily get like I mean just an example like all three of us saying that James is the MVP of the episode or whatever like it won't all be the same and sometimes you know it might be the same but some other times it'll be different so it wouldn't, be, it wouldn't be like the consensus, whoever we picked the most, it would be anyone who we picked. Yeah. So there'll be like three MVPs potentially of the episode and three LVPs potentially of the episode. Got it. Cool. Yeah, we can do that. Okay. Like, I kind of agree with, I almost said the same thing, Abby, because I was like, I'm in like three different fantasy leagues for this show. I don't even like remember who I have. So <laughs> I'm totally cool with it. Okay. So. My MVP, okay, so, okay, we can talk about off air about how many points or whatever, maybe just like plus 10 and minus 10 or something like that, um, or five or I don't know, maybe 10, because this is like a really high scoring league. And I think it's because I amped up the confessional and the drama points. <laughs> so I don't know, because we all have a lot of points. Like if I look at like the uh, money league that we're in, uh, uh, Michelle, you know, they're like, yeah. 
like I have 60 points. The winner, the person in first right now has 68 points. The in our league, that is just the three of us. Like we all have at least 500 points. <laughs> so yeah. I don't know. I think it's because I like tamed tamed down some of the um competition and I made some of the like actual storyline things more. Yeah, that's good. That's fun. Yeah. It is. I thought it would be fun. So I did it that way. But that yeah. I, I also did it that way because we don't know spoilers on the drama. We don't know any spoilers on any of the drama or any of that um that stuff that happens inside that the storyline stuff that happens inside the house the only thing that there are spoilers out there for is like who wins the eliminations who wins the whole thing you know what i mean those are the only spoilers that are really out there so by like lessening those points and making the storylines more points it will also i think at least my intention was to be able to kind of level that playing field a little bit because we have no idea what the storylines are going to be. Okay. Yeah, so, that's cool. That was my intention anyway. So we'll see if it like pans out the way that I wanted it to, but that was my intention for sure. So um, my MVP of the episode is James and my LVP of the episode is Giovanni. Okay. My MVP, I put two people here, but if I had to cut it down to just one for the purpose of this, it, it would be Tyson. I originally put Tyson and Angela just because they completely dominated that first challenge. And then I think they made a great strategic move where they really didn't end up pissing off anyone, but Justine maybe. Um, so they did great. And then my LVP, I just put Sully, even though really she didn't really do anything. Yeah, I put, um, I put, I think, James and Kylan. So I'll go with Kylan because I think he killed that elimination. Yeah. Um, and then I put LVP, really no one, but I'm going to, since I already said, like, Giovanni was the person I least cared about, I'm, I'll go with him. Okay, cool. Cool. All right. So our fantasy standings right now um for episode one christina is in first abby is in second and michelle is in third now we are going to move on to episode two of the challenge usa that just repeat premiered or um i guess aired um last night so we find out at the very end of the elimination um about the algorithm so everybody has new partners um, and their partners is, are based on that algorithm. We'll get into the partners, I think, a little bit later when we're talking about some of our favorite and least favorite things of the episode. But for now, um, Michelle, do you want to start with talking about the daily? Yeah, so it was called Yeah Boy. Um, and the daily was basically these two big buoys in the air that had tires all over them and cards with letters all over them. And each team had to climb up this ladder and then jump onto the boy and get letters and uh, bring the letters back to the beach. And they had to form words on a board and the words had to connect with each other. Kind of like Scrabble is probably a good way to compare it to. So two teams, one at a time, 
and they all had to compete to see who could spell the most words. Um, during the challenge, we see Kayla and James really, really struggle. I think James pretty much kind of got hurt and Kayla and James ended up getting zero words. So right away, we're kind of thinking, okay, this is going to be the team in last place. Everyone else, every other team seems to get about like two to five words. Like uh, Kylan and Sarah got five, Derek and Tasha got three. Um, Leo and Angela got four, Xavier and Aza got three, Enzo and Alyssa got four, Dom and Shannon got two, Ben and Shan got five, Cinco and Cache got four, David and Kira got four. Um, there are two teams that got six words. So Danny and Desi both got six, Cashel and Tiffany got six. And then there's one team that kind of just stood out above the rest, which was Tyson and uh, Justine. And they got nine words and they were really led by Tyson, just keeping going back up the ladder and bringing back more and more letters. And then Justine really put together a, a good amount of wor words on the board. So she said uh, Tyson and just, yeah, go ahead. Um, she said that puzzles and word scramble things she thinks will be one of her strengths. So I think that this challenge kind of played into both of their strengths and that's why they did so well. Absolutely. I mean, Tyson was a swimmer, so he had that down. Um, but I mean, even like the jumping from one to the next thing, I mean, he just really impressed me. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, what, So the ending really was Kayla and James, they lost, they got zero words. So they kind of knew they lost the entire time. And then Tyson and Justine won with nine words. Just a little bit of behind the scenes stuff. I saw that James had tweeted that he and Kayla actually went first on this daily. So when some of the people are standing up there and like um, when Cache is so scared and stuff, you know, like part of the reason why people were scared when they were up there is because they saw what happened to James and Kayla on their go. And so they were a little more cautious and also since they went first, everybody knew from the jump that as long as they got one word, then they were good. That's always a motivator, I feel like, in these challenges. If someone does really poorly and you can tell yourself, well, all I have to do is do X and I'm good, I feel like that's always a good motivator for these people. I agree. Um, so... Before we get into some of our top moments, Abby, do you want to talk a little bit about the elimination? Um, I do. Sorry, I was getting Kyler some milk. Um, yes, but I would love to talk about it because this elimination I thought was amazing. Um, so, hold on, let me get my notes. Um, Okay, so the elimination, they had to like pedal and ride a bike at a certain speed until um, their bar lit up. And, oh, I didn't even tell you who was in the elimination. I'm sorry. Um, so the elimination, Tyson and Justine won and they chose Tiffany and Cashel. So this is what we're talking about with alliances lines crossing yeah. justine puts in a love island person and i 
think the Love Island people were okay with this because the t- Tiffany had a past with Cinco and was really close with Cashel or Cashel, Cashel. Yeah. Um, so, so they got voted in. I think they were both kind of blindsided. Um, I think Tyson said something to Justine, like, Oh, your first blindside. Um, so anyways, they had to ride the bikes and, um, Once they, once they hit their line lit up, they are presented with a series of images that they had to memorize. And then they could get off and go put the images in order to get together. And I don't know, this elimination, one, I thought it was really good. I'm so impressed with these eliminations and these challenges. Mm-hmm. I just think they're so much better than what we've been seeing recently. But um, James and Kayla, cracked me up I think they started out like Kayla was like oh we're just gonna take a free spin class and tits before tits and wits and um I don't know they were just hysterical they were just all about having a good time and kicking ass so um it seemed close at first I think I think they were tied at one point and then James and Kayla end up winning the elimination. Mm-hmm. So Tiffany and Cashel have to leave, which I was really bummed about. Um, because I love Tiffany, even though some of her her things are questionable, um, some of her decisions. But I was kind of glad after the fact that Cashel left because it comes to light at the end why him and Kyra broke up which I had no I did not know at the time do y'all remember what she said she said that he cheated on her Mm Hmm. I'm glad you said that Abby because I was like that was a reveal for me but I didn't know if like it's the way she said it it was like we already knew that and I didn't already know that I didn't know either Okay. I had no idea. I, I really don't. And I love it. They were on this like eight hour road trip and like four hours into the road trip, she like finds out from a DM or something or like, how did this happen? I want, I need more details. Yes. But now I think that's exactly what happened. Yeah. <laughs> I think she found out and you know, in their season of love Island, she was the one that was not that into him. Like he was into her from the start he was this really sweet guy. Felt really bad. I loved her, but I still felt bad for him because yeah. she was like, "No, I'm not there." And then at some point, and maybe did did it end, or did she decide to leave? Because she, I think she decided to leave because she was like, "I'm really he's he's still with me. Like he's still that's the guy she was thinking about." So I loved how they got together. So I was always curious how how it ended and. Now we know the tea people, the tea, we got a ton of tea this episode, but do you all think Kayla and James were so funny? Yeah. 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 They're great. You were totally right about them, Michelle. I, I mean, obviously I haven't seen them before cause I don't watch amazing race. At least I don't yet. Maybe that'll be a show you make us watch. Um, <laughs> But I don't love it. So I, I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> well, if there ever is, I mean, I know, you know, we, 
um, or having you watch shows and it does, if there's ever a show that either of you two are watching, like, don't be afraid to be like, Hey, like, I think that we should talk about this. Like we can definitely have those conversations, those discussions, because I think that the more like reality shows that we talk about, the more reach we're going to get and the more people we're going to get listening to us and the more fun we're going to have watching and talking about all this, especially if like there's shows that we're watching anyways. And it's way more fun to watch with your friends. I started watching Married at First Sight because some people in a group chat were watching it and now it's one of my favorite shows. So. Oh my God, y'all. Can I just tell y'all I'm cracking up right now because Stephen keeps texting me. Like, are you watching live and texting me like, these like spoilers (laughs) here's a hug baby he goes oh my god I think somebody's getting sent home and I'm like have you not been on Twitter boy like (laughs) (laughs) oh Steven that's hilarious that's super funny Steven yes shout out Steven um oh my god I didn't realize it's nine o'clock we're missing big brother okay (laughs) well we'll we'll finish this yeah exactly we all have a recording. Um, okay, so um, Michelle watched this episode before I did. So she actually um, started this portion. So um, Michelle, do you want to start with your top three moments of the episode this time? Yeah, so my first moment was I was freaking dying at Cashel when he was putting the words on the board and he spelled Kira during the challenge. Like, what are you doing? Like. I, and I remember when we were talking and doing our fantasy draft, I kind of said he's like, kind of, he just is kind of pathetic to me. And this is just a perfect example of why he's just so pathetic. That's <laughs> but so it's funny. Okay. Intentionally I, funny. I put the same thing as one of mine. I thought it was hilarious too. So funny. Um, and, and then my just other like rolls her eyes. What? I said, and she just like rolls her eyes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. Um, Keep going. No, go ahead. Um, so then my other moment, I like when Tyson said, like, really a, a strategy during competition where he said, I'm um, purposely trying not to breathe hard in front of the audience. That's an old cycling trick. If you're coming up on someone on a hill, just breathe through your nose and give them a quick wave like you're not even trying. And then the way he said the last part where he said, that's so demoralizing. It just cracked me up. Tyson um, great confessionals. Yeah, he's so, he's really good. He's a, he's a great at reality TV. He really is. Um, and then I like the Kayla and James winning the elimination. And like Abby said, they were so funny. So that that was my other moment. Okay, so um, okay, I literally have this. I am like loving and hating all of my my favorite moments and my least favorite moments all at the same time here so I'm gonna start by saying one of my favorite moments was um Shannon and Desi being at the beginning when they're talking and they're like being messy about Tiffany I just I love all the tea I love all the drama and I um in the beginning of this episode when I first wrote that um was like I just, I want to know everything that happens. I want to know about their lives. So I was here for it. Um, the second thing that um, moment for me was the same as yours, Keshal, um, spelling uh, Kira's name at the daily. And then um, my 
third favorite thing was Tiffany and Keshaw being voted into elimination um, for a couple different reasons. First, I am so like I oh. think my favorite moment because I'm so proud of Justine for making this big move. Like I'm so proud of her because it was a blind side and I love Tiffany. She's like one of my favorite people on this cast, but I also love Justine. And I think that this was just such a huge moment for her that it really made me um, love that for her. And I also love that Alyssa and X um, politicking their way out of elimination. Um, I think that for me, I want to know, I liked it this episode, but they were also partners this episode. So I just want, I want to know, and I will be this, this part of me liking it might change based on future episodes. But as of now, I like it because um, Alyssa and X are trying to like mend their actual friendship, not like, you know, they weren't in the same like big alliance. So, but they actually had that really tight friendship. And so I think that um, I want to know if they are just working together because they happen to be partnered up this episode or if they really are working on that friendship and they'll continue to work together in the future. If they continue to work together in the future, then I think that this is a really great move for them um, together and moving forward. So those are my- X and Alyssa? Yeah. Are they partners this eliminate or this thing? Yeah. Oh. Okay. So they were, if, if Tiffany and Cashel didn't go in, it probably would have been Alyssa and X because they were partners and they were the, one of the only two BB pairs. Um, and so since obviously Tyson is survivor and Justine was Love Island, um, the argument was that there are only two full BB teams, which were, um, Stinka or no, 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 no. Um, Enzo and Alyssa. Enzo. Oh, Enzo and Alyssa and Xavier and Aza. Okay, so they weren't on the same teams, but they were in the same situation. And they didn't yeah. and they didn't want either of them to leave. Okay, so that actually makes me feel even better about it because they weren't on the same team. So that, right. there's, yeah. So I like that they're repairing their relationship and trying to move forward. What were your favorite moments from this episode, Abby? Okay. Um, I loved the part where Cache and Cinco were teamed up and she was obviously, she can't swim. She was very scared of jumping and, you know, he supported her. He was great. And I just think any, and she does it. And I just think anything like that is empowering. So for, for somebody, so I really, what? That's an honorable mention for me. I had four written out originally and I crossed that one off. So I absolutely agree with you. Um, the only thing that made me cross it off, I almost crossed off the Kishel and Kyra thing because I knew that um, Michelle put that too. And so I was like, well, that one's an easy cross off because we're already going to talk about it. But I ended up crossing out this one for the only reason that she was like, when he said he needed me, then I was able to do it. And it just made me feel like she's like in love with this guy who isn't going to love her back. 
So that's, well, that's a good point. Only reason why I crossed <laughs> off. But I absolutely agree with you. It was super empowering. I think that he did a really great job of talking her through it. The communication was awesome. So um, it, it, it deserves for me an honorable mention. Um, but there was just that little piece of it that made me take it off my list. Yeah. And I understand that because just as women and us three being so independent as we are, we don't, we don't want to hear that need. Right. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So I get, I get where you're coming with that. Um, but I was still really proud of her for doing it regardless. And I don't, I didn't watch her season of love Island and I'm kind of was so iffy on her this episode because there was some shit she did that I did not like just because Mm -hmm. I really liked Tiffany. So, you know, um, I was, but, but I thought that was a really cool moment. Um, and then I think Tyson and Justine winning. So Justine could get that confidence, especially she was going in without, with being pissed at Tyson for sending her best friend in. Um, so I like that. And then I'm sorry, I, have a, I did more than three because this elimination or this daily was funny as shit to me. So we have Domin- Dominique or Do- whoever he is from Survivor and Shannon going crazy saying, we killed it. We killed it. And I'm like, y'all got two words. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. At, le- at least they got some. Yes, I get it. But just their freaking I mean, hell, if I had to jump from something to a platform to that thing and fall down, like I'd be excited too. But still, I just thought, I just thought it was funny. Um, you know, y'all know how I that am with awesome. over the top yeah. antics. That was hilarious. And then David going against Tyson. He's like, oh, I get to see where I stand. I'm going against Tyson. And he immediately jumps on the tires and then just like oh. ricochets off of it down into the water. That was, that was a good moment. That was hilarious. Yeah. Um, and then there was one, oh, the other one that I thought was hilarious was Leo going in there. Like, I don't know who said it, but they're like, he's just getting comfortable. Like he's about to wash. He just stops at the edge, takes off his shoes and like leisurely gets in the water. Yes. That was Derek who said that. Yep. Oh my God. That was funny. So I don't know. This is so entertaining. I'm, I love it. I agree. It is. I really agree. Yeah, so I had a lot of of moments, sorry. No, I think that's awesome. And I mean, it's, we're doing our recap or analysis or whatever you want to call it a little bit differently. You know, we, we didn't talk as much in length about what happens in the episode. So the fact that you're talking about these things, like this is how we're recapping it. So I think it's awesome that you're, that you're having stuff you want to say personally. Thank you. Yeah. Um, Michelle, do you want to start with your least three favorite moments of the episode? Yeah. So I I guess I'm opposite of you, Christina, because I didn't like that Xavier kind of threw Tiffany under the bus for Alyssa. Um, I want to give him the benefit of the doubt because there's no confessional of him saying like, hey, I want Tiffany out of here. All we see is like a really brief clip of him telling Tyson, I will, Tyson is saying, will you help me with damage control if I put Tiffany in? And Xavier agrees. And also Xavier agreeing to help Alyssa. So I don't know. I don't like that he 
seemingly has tossed Tiffany under the bus for Alyssa, especially because not like two days ago, he made this whole notes app apology for how he treated black women on Big Brother and how he's changed and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, okay, two days later, we're watching him throw Tiffany under the bus again. Yep, yep, yep. Brother. So. I agree. I I can see that side for sure. Um, I, I really, I hope that we see really good things out of Xavier's, um, friendship with Alyssa in the future episodes, because I think that, you know, like that could solidify what he did, but I can definitely see the points that you're making for sure. And again, I would like to see like uh, him explaining his thought process or whatever, but we didn't get a confessional moment from him about this. So um, maybe next episode. Yeah. Uh, and then I didn't like Cache's whole drama with Tiffany. I didn't like how she spoke about Tiffany. I didn't like how she said Cinco is like a dumb guy who's easily manipulated, like totally taking the blame off of him, even though there's no blame to be had in the situation, but kind of just saying like, oh, Tiffany is manipulating him into doing whatever she wants and to liking him. And then she kept like saying, we're beautiful women and Tiffany is intimidated by us because we're beautiful women and we're beautiful. Is she trying to insinuate that Tiffany is not beautiful? I don't know. I didn't like it. I didn't like how she spoke about Tiffany at all in this episode. It bothered me. Um, And then... My other worst three moment was I hated seeing Kayla and James losing the daily because I didn't want them to go to elimination. So those were my three. I, yeah, I, I agree with what, everything that you said there pretty much. For my least f- three favorite moments, um, the first one is that I don't know how I feel about the algorithm. I get that they can't be partners with the same person twice. This is kind of, you know, what we were talking about earlier, but I do not think and I like my my brain like cannot comprehend that it is a coincidence that Cache and Cinco are a pair I just I don't believe it I think that they wanted Cache and Cinco to be a pair and what if they got out this episode they had to do it right away in order to get that but I think that tv wise it was a good thing because we got a really good episode because of it And I really think that we got to see a lot of um, different sides of Cache and Cinco's relationship and really how they kind of were on Love Island too. Um, They're they're kind of on and off again on on Love Island for those who don't know. Um, But then after the show was over, they did date in real life too. So um, yeah, the, the algorithm is one of my least favorite moments just because right now it's just it's just too um produced for me my second least favorite thing is Cache whining about Cinco at the beginning of the episode and like saying like I just want to quit I just want to quit because he's her partner and like I know she wasn't being serious but it's just like so annoying to me because it's literally like okay it's one week you are literally going to be his partner for one week get over it So um, that was my second least favorite thing of the episode. And then my third least favorite thing of the episode, I said I would come back to this later and I'm coming back to it now. 
And that was one of my favorite things um, at the beginning of the episode turning into one of my least favorite things. And that is Shannon Desi um, being messy talking about Tiffany. Look, like I said before, I love the idea of the tea. I love to learn about the things that are happening um, behind the scenes, off the show, in real life. I love to hear about all of that. But I don't like when it started to have the slut. It seemed to me that it was starting to have like a slut shaming connotation to it. And to me, there's a big difference between gossip and spilling the tea and saying something like, oh, I heard that Tiffany and Cinco hooked up before the season, like, which is what was said. Um, I think that there's a difference between that putting information out there and using that information to um, talk down on and put somebody down because of the tea that you're giving. And I think that at least based on the edit, it started to go in that direction. So um, as much as I loved it, I also really hated it. And it was, um, I really hated the direction and the way that uh, it took. So those were, those were my least three favorite moments or three wait my worst three moments of the, <laughs> of the <episode. laughs> worst three moments of the episode yeah there we go um abby how about you what did you not like this episode okay so my number one was the comment that tiffany is jealous of beautiful women i know michelle already talked about this that pissed me the hell off mm-hmm Tiffany's yeah. not jealous of beautiful women. I mean, two of her best friends are Aza and Hannah, two of the most beautiful women you can see on reality TV. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I didn't like all the talking. about. Speaking of beautiful women, I will just say, too, that I didn't see Desi's season of Survivor. And oh, my gosh, is she like mind blowingly beautiful. I just gorgeous. Speaking of beautiful women. Anyways, I'm sorry. Go on, Abby. Yes, agree. I haven't, I haven't gotten there either. So, um, so I did, I did not like all the talk, all the chatter about Tiffany. Um, and then I'm basically just echoing Michelle on these. Um, I did not like X choosing a list. What I felt like was choosing Alyssa over Tiffany. Maybe, like I said, maybe next episode, we'll find out a little bit more about it. They seem like they're still fine on Twitter um, and supportive of each other. So I'm not really, maybe we'll find out how all that really like played out eventually. Um, My third worst moment was shocker, Tiffany leaving. She just brings so much entertainment. She could have spiced things up throughout for however long she stayed. I wish it was more than two episodes. And then, um, So basically all my worst moments center around how Tiffany was treated. And then I have to add in another worst moments. And that's all of um, Sarah's confessionals. (laughs) (laughs) Just punch her face. Oh, that's funny. I don't even remember what she said. Uh... I really don't either. That's funny. One and one was actually kind of funny. And I'm like, if it was coming out of anyone else's mouth, but hers, <laughs> the hatred runs so deep in your blood. I could enjoy it. 
<laughs> I remember one was about the Shan. We don't have a newspaper, but we have Shan. That's, that's, that's the, the one I liked. That's yeah. the one I liked. <laughs> and I was like, damn it, why'd Sarah have to say that? Because I thought that was, I, yeah, I was like, Ugh, I, I want to find this funny. So... Okay, so before we move on to MVP and LVP of the episode, um, there's a little bit of behind-the-scenes stuff that we just, I mean, it's really like one thing. Um, Michelle, do you want to talk about that a little bit? Um, I, I think Kyle said on Twitter, I don't remember, but he mentioned that Tiffany, when she fell on the Daily Challenge, she hurt her ankle, so she had a really hard time in the elimination, riding the bike. And then Christina also noted that that was the reason why Cinco was carrying Tiffany into the bedroom because she had hurt her ankle. And after Christina had kind of noted that, I went back and I looked at the clip and she had a bag of ice on her ankle when he was carrying her. Really interesting. I didn't yeah. look after her, so I'm glad that you did. That's very interesting. So those are some little tidbits that we brought to um, everybody, you know, that we, we found out um, by listening to podcasts, just doing our thing on Twitter, um, like we always do anyways, and just, you know, bringing all of our knowledge to all of you. So the last thing that we're going to end on is our MVP and our LVP of the episode, and we'll do our last fantasy update with you as well for episode two, because like I I think I was on air when I said this. Um, the fantasy updates came in just about 20 minutes before we started recording this. So we have the fantasy updates for episode two as well. So for me, my MVP of the episode was Tyson. Um, I think he did obviously a really great job on the daily. And then I really liked how he helped Justine become a challenge player. I think Justine is, is ready to play the game now. And then my LVP was Shan. Um, I really had a hard time choosing between Shan, um, Desi, and Cache this one. I put uh, honorable mentions to Desi and Cache. But the reason why I chose Shan is just because the edit gave her credit for it with the whole Shan news thing. So that's who I have for MVP and LVP this week. How about you, Michelle? So I also had Tyson as the MVP. He kind of stated at the beginning of the episode that he wanted to win two in a row and he did it. So he put it out there and then he did it. So I was impressed. And then I also want to say, I'm very impressed with his ability to pivot. So he thought he was going to throw in a big brother, big brother team. Um, and when everyone started to kind of talking about Tiffany, even though he had already had that conversation with Tiffany, kind of insinuating or even telling Tiffany she was safe, he listened to what other people were saying. He saw the tide had turned and everyone kind of wanted Tiffany out of there. And he realized that's probably a better move for his game. And he was able to pivot so quickly and make that happen. So I thought that was impressive. And then my LVP, I had two, um, but I'll go with Cashel. He was, he's just so cheesy. I don't know. That's why I think I find some of quotes funny because he's cheesy, but he was like, uh, he, at one point, I don't remember what point of the episode this was where he said like, don't be scared, Kira. And then he also, we also find out he cheated on her. Then he loses the elimination, whatever, like, 
he was just LVP for me. The other person I had as an option for LVP was Cache. I just don't like her attitude this entire episode and how she was kind of blaming Tiffany for everything. Yeah, I definitely, yeah, agree with that for sure. How about you, Abby? Who was your MVP and your LVP this episode? Okay, my MVP was Tiffany, and I don't want to hear anything about it. She's my MVP, period. Okay. No, I like and just for having to go through that and having to go back and watch all those people talk shit about her. So um, yeah. she is, she's my MVP. And my LVP, and this is where I, again, am being a contradiction, um, even though I really liked her, her conquering her fears, my LVP was um, cachet because she was just so, so petty and... I thought just mean and spiteful towards Tiffany. So that was my LVP. Nice. Okay. So now that we have our MVPs and LVPs in, I um, will add that to the our standings. And I guess we can see if that changes anything for those weeks. But um, as of now, we still have um, Christina in first, Abby in second, and Michelle in third. So do you, either of you two have anything you want to say um, about these first two episodes of the Challenge USA? I mean, I'll just reiterate that uh, how awesome I think they are. You know what I really like? And I was going to put this on one of my best moments, but I love how they introduce the two people that are already going in the eliminations, like the background of it. Mm-hmm. Do y'all know what I'm talking about? It's like these rays of light, like coming, or, you know, these beams. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. I don't know. I think I, I really, that's, that's fun. Um, that's fun. I don't know. I don't know what words to say, but, um, no, I'll just, this is, I'm, I'm literally dreading watching 38 and having to talk about it after this. Well, hopefully it's good. I mean, we have a good cast for it, so hopefully it's good. We'll see. I think the first half of the season will be easier to talk about than the last, but we'll see. <laughs> we will see. We will see. We right. will see. Well, thank you everybody for turning in, tuning in. We are the Reality Serve Real podcast. Thank you so much for listening to us and we will see you soon.